0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply The Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. We've seen the Lord give instructions to Moses for building the tabernacle, but today we're going to shift gears as God gives instructions for making the priestly garments. These give us a unique insight into the ministry of Christ as our high priest. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 28 on Simply the Bible.
0: The tabernacle where God dwelt among his people testified that man could not approach God on his own. He could only come by way of sacrifices, and these he could not even present himself. He required the services of a priest. The priest represented the worshiper before God and represented God to the worshiper. While other priests could offer sacrifices on the bronze altar in the outer court, only Aaron and his sons could go inside the sanctuary also known as the Tent of Meeting. When it came to representing the entire nation before the Lord in the inner sanctuary, known as the Most Holy Place, only Aaron could do that once a year on the Day of Atonement. He would offer a sin offering for himself and for the congregation and sprinkle the blood seven times on the mercy seat where God dwelt above the Ark of the Covenant. This work could only be done by the high priest. We pick it up in Exodus 28. Now take Aaron your brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priest. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother for glory and for beauty. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a skillfully woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. So they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons, that he may minister to me as priest." Now, God chose Aaron and his sons for this great privilege. And the Lord now instructed Moses in making the garments, which would be set apart for this special task. Three times in this passage, we are told that Aaron and his sons would minister to the Lord. This is good for us to keep in mind because it's easy to slip into the idea that a minister is for the people. But the primary role of the minister is to minister to the Lord. The priests were appointed by God to minister to God on behalf of the people. And yes, they would also minister to the people, but as servants of the Lord. The Lord instructed Moses to make holy garments for Aaron for glory and for beauty. The fact that they were holy meant that they were set apart for this specific service of the priesthood. Sort of like a police officer's uniform is set apart for use in the line of duty. They were garments for glory and for beauty. These garments were truly beautiful and adorned with precious stones. They spoke of the glory of the Lord to whom the high priest was ministering. Now, as with all of the instructions for the tabernacle, these specifications for the garments can seem boring to read. They describe an old system of worship that is now obsolete. But their value to us lies in the fact that they speak of the priesthood of Jesus Christ, who is now our high priest before the Father in heaven. He is representing every believer before God. Therefore, these garments speak of His glory and beauty. Moses was to speak to the gifted artisans whom God had already prepared by filling them with the spirit of wisdom. How wonderful it is when God has given a specific talent to someone and that person uses his or her talent to glorify God. Verse 5. They shall take the gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and the fine linen and they shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen artistically worked. It shall have two shoulder straps joined at its two edges and so it shall be joined together and the intricately woven band of the ephod which is on it shall be of the same workmanship made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. The ephod was a kind of apron that would extend to the knees front and back. These two sections were then connected by two shoulder straps made of gold chains. The ephod had the same colors as the inner covering in the tabernacle and the veil and the door. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen. Added to these colors were the gold thread in keeping with the gold furnishings inside the tabernacle. Therefore, the high priest was one with his surroundings. He represented God in whose tabernacle he served. Attached to the ephod was an intricately woven or embroidered waistband of the same gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread. By this, the high priest would gird himself for his ministry. When Jesus was with his disciples in the upper room, he girded himself with a towel and washed his disciples' feet. Therefore, the waistband on the high priest pictures Christ's work for us as the servant of all. Verse 9. Then you shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone and six names on the other stone, In order of their birth, with the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, you shall engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in the settings of gold, and you shall put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. So Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a memorial. You shall also make settings of gold, and you shall make two chains of pure gold, like braided cords, and fasten the braided chains to the settings. So on top of each shoulder and fastened to the straps of the ephod were two onyx stones in settings of gold. They had engraved on them the twelve sons of Israel, six names on each shoulder, in their birth order. In this way, Aaron would bear their names before the Lord on his shoulders as a perpetual remembrance. As he ministered to the Lord, he also bore the burden of their sins in making atonement for them. Isaiah tells us of Christ that the government is on his shoulders. Peter tells us that he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. We can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Verse 15, You shall make the breastplate of judgment, artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. You shall make it. It shall be doubled into a square. A span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. The breastplate was made of the same material and colors as the ephod, and was folded in half to form a pocket nine inches square. It was called the breastplate of judgment because it would be the means by which the high priest would inquire of God to get decisions for the people. Verse 17, And you shall put settings of stones in it, four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. And the stones shall have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, each one with its own name, and they shall be according to the twelve tribes." With 12 precious stones in the breastplate, this must truly have been beautiful to behold. There were four rows with three stones in each row, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. We are uncertain of the meaning of the Hebrew names for these gems, so their English equivalents and colors are debatable. But here's our best shot. The first row, Sardius or Carnelian, which was red topaz or peridot, a yellowish green, and emerald, which is green. The second row, turquoise, greenish blue, sapphire, ocean blue, and diamond. The third row, jacinth, orange, agate, tan or cream colored, amethyst, purple. And the fourth row, beryl, a blue-green, onyx, black, and jasper, green. Although these colors may not be exact, by anyone's estimate, they made the ephod glorious and beautiful. Verse 22, you shall make chains for the breastplate at the end like braided cords of pure gold and you shall make two rings of gold for the breastplate, and put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. Then you shall put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings, which are on the ends of the breastplate, and the other two ends of the two braided chains you shall fasten to the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in the front. You shall make two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it, which is on the inner side of the ephod. And two other rings of gold you shall make and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod toward its front, right at the seam above the intricately woven band of the ephod. They shall bind the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod using a blue cord so that it is above the intricate woven band of the ephod and so that the breastplate does not come loose from the ephod. So there was a ring on each of the four corners of the breastplate. On top, the two rings were fastened to the shoulder settings with chains. On the bottom, they were anchored to the ephod, just above the waistband with a blue cord. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate of judgment over his heart when he goes into the holy place as a memorial before the Lord continually. In addition to their exquisite beauty, the main point of each name being engraved in a precious stone of the breastplate was that Aaron bore these names over his heart. How this speaks of Jesus, our high priest, ever living to make intercession for us. Moreover, he sees each one of us as a precious gem. I have to remember this when I am tempted to become impatient or irritated with my fellow gems. Verse 30, And you shall put in the breastplate of the judgment, the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. So Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. The Urim and the Thummim literally mean lights and perfections. We don't know what these were, although some have speculated that they were a white and black stone by which you could receive a yes or no answer to your question, one thing we do know is that they were used to determine the will of God. Someone could inquire of the high priest and receive an answer from God to give them guidance. That is why it was called the breastplate of judgment. I am so glad that we have a merciful and faithful high priest, Jesus Christ, who made atonement for us with his own blood, and now represents us before the Father continually. Knowing that we have such an omnipotent mediator in heaven should keep our hearts steady in a world that is constantly shaking.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow we'll see where the Lord gives Moses instructions for making the other priestly garments for Aaron and his sons. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Exodus on Simply the Bible.